This is the Ed Milet Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Well, today is going to be incredible. I've wanted to have this guy on the show for a long time because I've been a fan of his work. He is the number one meme creator in the history of social media. So do you think he knows a little bit about branding and social media? He does. He knows a lot about influencers. He's hilarious. He's positive. He's deep, too. And he's a guy that we're going to cover a lot of topics. Today. We're going to go everywhere from your mental health to recovery. We're going to talk about your social media and give you tips for that, branding, the overall state of mind, all kinds of incredible stuff. And so my guest today is Tank Sinatra. Thank hey, you for being here. Hey, what's up, Ed? Do you Thanks. go by George or Tank? What do you want? I mean, w- when my mom called me Tank for the first time, I was like, I think George is dead. Okay, so George is gone. It's so rare that somebody calls me George yeah. at this point. Even like when I was George, my wife would refer to me as G okay. with her friends. Okay, we got to go tank then. Tank is way more fun. Okay, we got it. We're I'm going 250 tank. pounds, dude. You yeah, know, I exactly. roll in. By I the way, of... he rolls in here. He's like, who's bigger, me or Phil Heath? I'm like, it's actually pretty damn close. <laughs> and it is pretty damn close. He's like five foot three, 250 pounds of muscle. I'm kidding. Five foot three. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, you guys. He's not. He's probably about 5'11, somewhere around there, six feet tall. But let me give you some stats just so you all have an idea. Most of you know who Tank is because he's everywhere on the internet. Yep. But if you don't, his normal Instagram account, which is tank.sinatra, is, he's got 3 million roughly followers there. Influencers in the Wild Instagram account, 4.7 million followers. Tank's good news on Instagram, 2.8 million and growing. How about this? 4 billion impressions a year on social media. He is a behemoth, and he's got the most downloaded memes in the history of the internet. So he knows a little bit about this stuff. So you were always really good at this, right? Or does this take a while to get good at? I think so, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm having a blast. I'm having mm-hmm. a good time. It's a weird skill to have, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Being able to put picture, you know, captions over pictures. It's, um, it's something I started doing when I was actually living out here in Aliso Viejo. I was bored and I was always into comedy. I mean, I, I grew up watching stand-up comedy. Okay. The first stand-up comedy show I ever saw was when I was up too late one night. I was like, maybe 12 or 13 years old, and it was a show called Full Frontal Comedy, just to give you an idea of what kind of you know, content was on there. <laughs> it was Dom Herrera and Joe Rogan were the only people I remember performing, and I was laughing my ass off. I mm. could not believe there were people who were professionally funny. Interesting. It, was, it was obvious to me that they were like above and beyond me and my friends mm. who were just goofballs and like, I would do Chris Farley impersonations and, and Ace Ventura. Mm. You know, they, these guys were like another level. So I just let that go. And then like as the years went on, I was always impressed by funny people. Mm. And I always like to gravitate towards funny people because there's something about laughing that is just heavenly. Yeah. It really is. There's some, you know, it, you know they say fear dis- displaces uh, faith and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Laughter displaces everything. Good point. In my opinion. Yeah, good point. It's impossible to be sad yeah. when you're laughing. And by the way, it's such a light at the end of the tunnel because social media has a lot of dark spaces in it. Oh, a lot yeah. of negatives, a lot of that stuff. But obviously, you didn't come out of the gate, man, with like, you know, 10 million total followers, whatever the heck it is on all these yeah, accounts. I started right? with zero. You started with zero. Yeah. And then, like, even that, like, didn't you, like, try to do blogs for I, a while? <laughs> so, I mean, tell yeah. them about this. Because I think everyone out there is like, man, I've had an Instagram account for seven years. I got 3,300 followers. I get 11 likes. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I don't know that mine would ever grow. Yeah. So mm. when I got sober in 2002, I, I had this feeling like I wanted to do something bigger than what I was doing. I was waiting tables at the time, and I didn't want to be like a diner waiter mm. at 50. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. It was just like I knew that I would be waiting tables. I think about this guy all the time. I don't remember his name. I do remember he used to come in all the time. And- 
he would say to me like, what are you doing here? Why are you waiting tables? You got to do something bigger. Like you're so funny. You're so quick. And I would just be like, just give me like 25%. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where to go with this. You know, I'm terrified to stand up. I did stand up when I was 23. I hated it. Not only did I never get over the nerves at 23, I just repeating the same jokes over and over again was not for me. That's why with memes, I have an idea. I shoot it out there. It works great. It doesn't. It doesn't. I know yeah. immediately. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to wait yeah. two hours or three hours to get it out there. Mm. And I don't have to say it 30,000 times in order for it to be in a special. Mm. So I started a blog called Insight is Never 2020 because hindsight is always 2020. At that point in my life, I was very clever, as you can tell from the title, <laughs> really crushing it. That had maybe seven down, you know, seven views over the course of a year. <laughs> That's great. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could find it because I'm sure that stuff that I was writing that I thought was so deep mm. was just garbage. Right, right. You know, it was just my brain like coming back to life from yeah. not being polluted with drugs and alcohol. Okay. So I was like, you should make your bed, man. Like you should not, you know, drink until you piss your pants every <laughs> night. You shouldn't do that. People were probably just like, yeah, we know that. This man. is really profound stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really, there. really changing the world. <laughs> then I was like, all right, maybe let me like go more niche. So I started a, a website, a blog called Jay-Z for mm-hmm. where I would decode Jay-Z lyrics. Yep. Because he's always saying something different than what you think he's saying. He's one of... Well, let's step back for a minute. What most people might not know about you is you worked for Def Jam in marketing before you did all of this, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a dream come true for me. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy career. So I want to stay down the road. But like, yeah, first things first, I want to unpack one thing. Number one, you tried. So you're a waiter. You got nothing really going on. And you're trying things to get it going. I think most people are like in fear, like, oh, I'm going to fail in front of my family or or whatever. You just kept putting stuff out there and trying to find your space and your niche, right? You'll you will fail. You have to fail. Let's just get that out on That's the table kind, first. I'll be honest with you. Failing to me is kind of the point of trying stuff. Mm. Succeeding would be great. I mean, I love success. Which you've done now. But yeah. um, success is so much more foreign than failure. What to, For me, when it comes to trying stuff, failure is so much more common. You better get used to it. Very good. You better get used to failure. I read Mark Cuban's little thin book. I don't know if you know that book. It's like 70 pages. No. He said something in that book that, really inspired me to just keep swinging over and over again. He said, I might mess it up. I'm going to paraphrase. He goes, if you want to be an all-star baseball player, you got to hit three out of 10 pitches Mm -hmm. for an entire season. Mm -hmm. You want to be a hall of fame baseball player. You got to hit four out of 10 pitches. Mm -hmm. It's only one difference out of 10. You want to be a hall of fame business guy. You need to hit one pitch ever. Oh, wow. Out of all the swings you take. That's really good. And I was like, man, one swing has to connect out of all the swings you take? That's when I started really chopping away. Jay-Z for Dummies failed. I tried to get my own show on the Oprah Winfrey Network when she launched that. Botched the audition. I mean, just stuttered and sweated through the audition. Mm. The video did terribly, but out of that came happyisthenewrich.com, which I really latched onto because in California, when I lived here, I was broke. Zero dollars, zero cents. At 30 years old, by the way, it wasn't like I was 18 years old. Wow. I was a full grown man at this point wow. and I had no money, okay. but I said, I better learn to, you know, enjoy my life with no money or I'm definitely not going to enjoy it with money. I love that, by the way. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a truism of so all true. truism. By the way, I won't step in on that. Sure. Man, you, you've already said three or four things that are super profound, man. And, and you are funny, but I, I introduce you saying he's a deep guy and it's true. Number one is if you can't find a way to be blissful and happy when you don't have the very things you want, when you get them, you're not going to be any different. I have 
tons of friends that I could introduce you to that have a ton of money, weren't happy without it and aren't happy with it. In fact, to some extent, are less happy with it because they're freaked out about losing it. Yeah. So you're totally right about that, number one. But, and number two, this whole idea of you having these failures that you did, what is unique is that there's a lot of approaches to getting a brand. And I've always thought before you that the brand had to be you. Like it had to be, this is who Ed Milet is and what he stands for or Sarah Johnson and what she stands for. But you've actually built some brands and some following that were about concepts and thoughts and not just about an individual person, right? Like this idea about the, the one on uh, influencers in the wild or Tank's Good News is probably a better example. Yeah. Tank's Good News isn't really about you as much as it is about putting stuff out there that can change people's lives for the positive in a really negative space called the internet, right? Yeah. And listen, I, you know, this question of is the, is social media, like if you could snap your fingers and make social media disappear, would you or wouldn't you? That's a, a, a existential question that I've heard people ask. And it's like <clears throat> some people, I would not, there's no doubt. And it's not just because I make my living on it. It's because I think that it's a new tool for us that we're just starting to learn how to use and corral. And anytime a kid gets a new toy, they don't really know how to use it. As a human species, we're just learning how to use this. We've had it for 20 years. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We really are starting to say, all right, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't let one person run an entire, you know, yeah. 4 billion, essentially 4 billion person nation. You know mm. what I mean? Maybe we should have some checks and balances there. Mm. We will figure it out. I'm confident. And I, I let, you know... I always say like this game and we'll, I know we're going to get to it. Like people go, why did you start a game? It's like, well, cause I don't love the fact that my whole entire livelihood is at the whim of Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and whether or not he feels like making the algorithm show people my stuff or not. I trust him. Like vine disappeared. Yeah. Um, that point. is terrifying to me. The fact that people built their whole following on there. And then one day it's literally just gone. Yeah. I trust him to do. I really do believe. And I believe this about everybody. I believe he and everyone are doing their best with the tools they have. Even people who don't, a lot of people don't understand social media. Mm -hmm. They don't know that they're getting fed information that reflects the world they want to see. Exactly. Like they don't know that they're getting fed A, B, and C because they keep clicking on A, B, and C right. over and over again. Yeah, you're getting tons of confirmation bias, what you already think you're getting more of, and it feeds this belief system over and over again. But as an influencer, or as someone on social, you can flip that and use it to your advantage. Sure. Right? And so oh, yeah. let's, he has a board game out that we're going to talk about in a little bit, guys, called Influencers in the Wild, which is really a fascinating account he has and now the board game. It might even be a TV show at some point. And you are one of those influencers, though. So you became one. So I want everyone to get this as they're listening to this, because we're going to now talk a little bit about some strategies for you guys. This is a guy was was in had a, was in the fencing business then he's got this dream <laughs> job at Def Jam Records right he's a waiter he's you know spent his early 20s doing way too many drugs and alcohol then he gets sober 30 years old he's still broke what hit what happened that made look at man i told a lot of very well known friends of mine that you were going to be on today mm -hmm. i was shocked shocked that every single one of them knew who you were not just my my day to day wow. friends that you know. I'm talking about like really well known people. Drop some maybe, names. Maybe I need that, some self esteem. Well, man. I'll tell no, you. I'm just off, but even I mean, when I say my day to day friends, meaning they're well known people that I don't interact with very often. Barack right? Obama. Wow, wow, I can't yeah, believe. Well, it. hey man, I'm just you know if you want to go there, we can. But I just got to tell you, they knew you, and yeah. it's like wow, this guy was a waiter in Aliso Viejo, evidently not that long ago. It was only like a decade ago, right? So Dude. what hit? What 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 made your content work? What what success leaves clues, right? 
Yeah. Le- give us some clues. Give someone listening to this. Here's some stuff I did. And maybe in your own way, you could take this concept and it may work for you to help grow your following or your social media. Yeah. Um, so there's you just have to res- like Buddha said, life is suffering, right? Mm-hmm. You have got to resign yourself to the fact that. So like, you know, when you were introducing me, you said he knows a lot about influencers. And I was like, that sounds kind of embarrassing. You know what I mean? Why do I know that much about influencers? Why do I know so much about this? It's just something I find fascinating. I find it fascinating from a sociological point of view, a psychological point of view. Why do people act like this? (laughs) What What is it about us that needs this attention? And I say us because... I'm in on the joke too. Right, so like, am I. I started this thing because, I started Tank Sinatra because something was, couple of reasons. One, couple of, something was missing from my life, I guess, in retrospect, mm-hmm. that that void was, you know, that was able to, that filled that void. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell you what I think it is for most people. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think most people in this world today, because of social media, because of the media, feel invisible. That they're not seen, they're not heard. Yeah. They don't matter. And potentially, this free platform that can be viral in some senses gives us a chance to potentially be seen or heard and we can express ourselves. What's ironic about that is the very reason people want to do it, they then fear doing it. If I express myself, I'll get criticized. If I express myself, they won't like it. Uh, I may get haters. I may get negative comments. Maybe no one will respond. And so the very thing I'm pursuing, I'm going to embarrass myself in a public setting. So I'm better off just kind of hiding and, you know, doing the really safe posts and the safe stuff that I say. Yeah. So I think that's what it is for most people. Yeah. And listen, it's not for everybody. I mean, it's not, not everyone needs to, to do this. I mean, if you're good in your life doing whatever job you do, one thing I learned during the Oprah Winfrey show thing was that she said, everyone has their stage. My stage happens to be a very large stage. Mm-hmm. Your stage might be a conversation that you're having with a stranger one day at a yeah. bus stop that you don't even realize you said something that changed their mind, their life, or you smiled at them. Your stage is, you know, is wherever you are, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to mm-hmm. have this massive impact on the world. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just meant to be like a normal guy. And that's fine with me. It is what it is mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. I think what changed was, I went into it with no expectations and I was just enjoying the process of it. I was enjoying making the memes. I was enjoying getting the response from people. Listen, when I started it, when I started Tank Sinatra, here's something that people need to prepare themselves for and just get ready for. People will say to you that you're friends with. So like you start with zero followers, I said in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's worse than that. You don't start with zero. You start with... 178 or however many you have in real life and then you post something and it goes down to 167 because <laughs> your so friend's true. husband unfollows you and goes what is she trying to be an influencer now i don't know i don't want to fo- i don't want to see this anymore you know what i mean really good so you got to be ready for that and you have to say yes i am i don't care that's what happened i said i don't care and it's not that i i don't care in like a nefarious way like i don't give a you know i don't mm-hmm. care bro like i just don't care you don't like what i'm doing that's literally not my problem. Mm. I do like what I'm doing. I'm having so much fun finding these images, writing a caption above them that reflects something funny that happened in my life. Colin Quinn, one of my favorite comedians yeah. of all time, famously said, if you want to be good at comedy, don't talk about stuff you think is funny. Talk about stuff that pisses you off mm. and people will laugh because mm. comedy humor relieves tension. Very good. So there's always some kind of tension in the humor that I, uh, I put out there. Yeah, there is. 
Um, Tanks Good News, the same thing. Tanks Good News is a break from the tension of the media landscape, which is just, as you know, I mean, it's gotten so out of hand with, it all started, in, in my opinion, my father, I remember playing Trivial Pursuit one day when I was a kid. Mm. And one of the questions or the answers was something like, on this day in, let's say, 1972, on November 8th, such and such an anchor said this to such and such an anchor, and it changed the way news would be reported forever. And my dad goes, oh, that was when um, so-and-so told a joke on the air for the first time. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was like, what, what do you mean he told a joke on the air for the first time? And he goes, they used to be dead serious. Mm-hmm. No personality, mm-hmm. no nothing, just the facts. There was no commercials. You couldn't advertise be- during the news. It was just a gut, like a straight up information delivery yeah. with no personality, no flavor whatsoever. You were so far removed from that. Mm. I mean, it's almost like no information, Mm. all personality now. Yeah, exactly right. So I want to just give people, hey, yeah, you can get what went wrong during the day. I just am showing you what went right because there's almost so much that I can't post it all. See, I think that's a clue. So I think it's a clue. So part of what you could be posting if you're out there that could draw attention to you or could help you grow your following or could actually just make a difference for people. Maybe you don't have a separate account that's Tank's Good News or Your Good News, but maybe you start to be the person who posts good news every single day. Maybe you're the person who starts to post something funny every single day. Maybe you're the person who starts to post something, you know, dramatic every single day or that makes someone cry or that reinforces your faith. And so you don't have to, all your posts don't have to be about you. Sure. Your posts can be about things, events, situations, politics, if you wanted it to be. Whatever it is, start to get creative about those things because you... Listen, the Internet's a big place to be the number one meme creator in the history of a space means this guy knows what he's doing. This is not a small thing. And by the way, that's not Jay-Z. That's the number one guy that's ever done it. It's not, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian with these massive following. It's actually Tank. It's actually this dude right here. So maybe you're not going to go get hundreds of millions and four billion impressions a year and all that other stuff. But start to think if you're listening to this today. Maybe a lot of your posts are just about you and your kids. Maybe some of it could be about, hey, you know what? Every day I'm going to bring you a Bible verse or every day I'm going to bring you something funny or every day I'm going to tell you something that's uh, I'm doing dad jokes on my stuff now that are terrible. Right. Just, for, <laughs> just but like maybe every day I'm going to tell you some good news or I'm going to tell you something that'll make you emotional. I'm going to tell you a comeback story every day. I'm going to give you an underdog story every day. Yeah. Something you do like a great that. job with your social media. Thank you, you do a great job of showing people. And that's what I that's what I wanted to do. That's how it really started to build, because when I first started. And I have to give a shout out to my friend, Kevin, who runs White People Humor. When I say the number one meme creator, which is not my words, by the way, there's bigger meme pages out there. But yours gets stolen a lot. But nobody has made, nobody has psychotically sat and drilled and banged out more memes than I have, except for maybe him, but it's, I'm on the podcast now, so he's number two. He's two. On his page, I'm number two. Right now, he's number two. Um, but you also get your stuff plagiarized a lot too, right? 100%. So like, so like if we added all those up, I think you are number one and he's not sitting here. So you're number one. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. let's say that. Let's but say it, that. we're in the top, you're in the conversation for the top two. So that's number one. That's social stuff. The other thing is you're consistent. You post regularly. It's something that are kind of is almost a dependable thing that they can go to you. The other thing you've done is you've highlighted happiness. I think your book was called like happiness is the new rich. Happy is the new happy rich. Is yeah. the new rich right? So the internet is this place. And so talk about that for a second. Like our culture today really puts a premium on money. Our culture puts a premium on stuff. Yeah. It doesn't seem to put much of a premium on bliss or happiness. 
And I just wonder whether or not you think there's a niche there on social media, just your overall thoughts about you know, what percentage of human beings today that are driving in their car or on the treadmill, they're listening to this right now, find themselves happy as they listen today. And what maybe would you say to them if they're not? Because you were at a really dark place in your life at 22. Yeah. And you turned it around. What, it, what would you say to someone who's in that place? Maybe you're, they're not using drugs or alcohol. Maybe they are like you were, but they're just not happy. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways to be unhappy. There's really only one way to be happy, and that's to just choose to be happy. Hmm. You know, um, I can't, you know, it, the, the thing about stuff and, and material goods is that they're external. It's very hard to tell whether or not somebody's happy walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You can tell if someone's got money. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they're in debt or, you know, yeah. their spending habits or their whatever yeah. situation behind closed yeah. doors. But I, at this point in my life, because I'm so in tune, I like to think I can walk past somebody or at least talk to somebody for a couple of seconds and know whether or not they're living along spiritual lines or like my type of person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's what I look for now. The stuff, I like stuff. Who doesn't like stuff? Sure. Everyone likes stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's so unimportant when you've had a couple of experiences in sobriety. So like when I got sober, like I said, there's so many different ways to be unhappy. And believe me, I've tried all of them. <laughs> I've put them all on. None of them fit. They're all a tight suit. Wow. Um, codependency, lust, food, spending. They're all, none of them fit. The only one that I found that ever fit was acceptance and acceptance doesn't mean approval, by the way. A lot of people think you have to accept things and then that means you approve of them. You don't have to approve of everything. You just can't resist everything. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the connection to, for me, God, higher power, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, people call it the universe, nature, whatever. I don't mean to prejudice anybody against my terms. I just use those terms. I might say universe tomorrow. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just, this is the conversation we're having. Mm -hmm. Um, That to me is what's worked because that is not only internal, but infinite. Whereas the other stuff is external and finite. Like, bro, bro. I think people that watch Tank Sinatra on Instagram may be a little bit surprised to hear that what you just said. I mean, there's a depth to what you just said. There's a profoundness that, um, I don't know where that came from, by the way. Okay. Well, well, I know. I'm just kidding. It was really, really good. I do. And you referenced it a minute ago. Yeah. And it came from God. And um, bro, that's powerful what you just said. And I, I want to first of all, acknowledge you because I introduced you as deep. And I, I think even you looked at me when I said it. I've known this about you. There's, um, there's, a, there's a thing about you when you communicate where I think people feel things. They feel things when you write it. They feel things when you say it. They feel things when you make them laugh. But there's a depth to the way you communicate that I think makes people feel things. And you just said something I want to acknowledge too. Happiness is the new rich. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. We all set goals up in our lives for the things we want. I want this relationship. I want to weigh this much. I want this amount of money. But what we never do is we never get intentional about our emotions which is really ironic because the very things that most of you are trying to pursue, you don't really want. You want how you think they're going to make you feel. Oh, yeah. So I want that jet because if I get that jet, then I'm going to feel good about myself. I want that relationship because then I'm going to feel loved, right? I want this amount of money because then I can feel safe and or I can feel in control. So we're always in the pursuit of the things we want because it's not those things we want. It's the emotions we have. What if you flipped the script and got really intentional about the emotions you want to have? Because that's what you did. You started to find peace. This is my belief about you. You started to find some level of peace in your sobriety, or at least a lack of chaos that existed when you were sober. 
And it was because you began to pursue that peace and that sobriety and some level of giving up control over the things you can't and take control of the things you can, which is what people do that are sober. Yep. All of a sudden, bro, you started to produce external results at some point. It took a while, but the external manifestation of these better emotions you were experiencing is the social media. That's the lesson of you. That's the lesson for life for most people. And in hindsight, Aren't I probably pretty right about that, even though that it took a while? Could you have done all of this if you weren't in sobriety, if you weren't in peace, if you weren't connected to a higher power, if you didn't find more happiness and bliss and these other things? There's zero percent chance. Mm. Anything good in my life is a, is a result of my relationship with God, my recovery, mm. secondarily, my family, my wife. I mean, it's that footsteps prayer. I think about this all the time where yeah. there's one, you know, you know that footsteps prayer? I've heard you talk about it and I know it and I want you to say this right now because it's perfect. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so the, I do know it. If you, if, if you don't know the footsteps prayer, there's this guy walking on a beach and sometimes there's one set of footprints, sometimes there's two. And at the end of the guy's life, he says, hey, God, how come at the toughest points of my life, there was only one set of footprints? And he says, well, it was then that I was carrying you. And I feel since I got sober, there's been one set of footprints the whole time. Like my feet have not touched the ground since that day. And I'm childishly like a toddler trying to get my feet on the ground. Like, let me just have some say. And I just don't listen. I'm not. I don't know what's best for me most of the time. My will has gotten me in so much trouble so often God. that I know when it's cropping up, my stomach starts to hurt. Mm. When, I'm, when I'm fighting to get something that I think I want or to hold on to something that I don't want to lose. And um, wow, bro. Once, I stopped, once I stopped fighting that, my life got immeasurably better. Bro, you're, immeasurably. you're blowing my mind right now. One, what you're saying is, so freaking good but two when my dad got sober he got sober when i was 15 wow for my 16th birthday one of the presents he gave me on my birthday was the footprints prayer and a little plaque really and i've had that footprints prayer somewhere near me for 35 years wow and it's the only prayer poem whatever you want to call it that i've ever had near me and when i was prepping for this i saw your reference when i went Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's saying this. And I have, I have a book out right now called The Power of One More. And I wrote about, oh, here's all the successful strategies that I've used. And I always feel guilty because the truth is that I know in my own life that although I did all these things, yeah. that there are entire parts of my life that are a complete blur. And I, can, <laughs> and I cannot explain to you how yeah. I made these leaps, except those were the times for sure where there was one foot of, set of footprints and God had just picked me up and carried me for a while and then put me down in a better place. I know this for sure in my own life. I yeah. can't explain to you how those things, I did a lot of work, I have a lot of strategies, but there's a point in my life where there was one set of footprints for sure. And I love the fact that you think there's always been one. So you're awesome, man. You're awesome. Thanks, yeah, yeah. you too. I'm a big fan, man. You said something that really, uh, I was always a fan. Thank you. But you said something very recently, not very recently, but I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> who, like, I have to, that's why when they were like, you could do it remote, you could go there. I was like, I'm going there. Yeah, thank you, you for coming, me? by the way, bro. I really appreciate Flight it. to California? Yeah. No problem. Yeah. You he said- flew all the way over here to see me today, and I appreciate that. You said, when, when I die and when I get to heaven, mm-hmm. and there's- God shows me, I believe God shows me a potential version of myself that I could have been had I listened to him every step of the way and never Mm -hmm. diverted. Mm -hmm. And I want who I am and who that person is to be as close as possible. Mm. I mean, I think about that every single day. Thanks, man. Because my my wife is very obedient to that inner voice. mm. She's an angel. She's like a perfect mm, angel, mm. you know? Um, 
And I mean on the little stuff, like, oh, I guess like there's a, a rapper on the ground. I'll bend down and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Stupid stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also the kids are, they need something, she'll do it. She doesn't resist internal prompts at all. Yeah. Especially the good ones. Well, it sounds to me like you're doing it less too when you say you get that stomach, that thing, that knot I try, man, too. yeah. Yeah, I think you're doing great. And I think that, I think, I think success is coming to a good man. And I think the platform for you, maybe even just as we're talking, it's dawning on you that there's a depth of the things you could be creating and doing because I think Tank's Good News is incredible. I think your Instagram account's incredible. And I think maybe there's even another level for you of things that we're talking about right now that are really profound because you're also gifted with an unbelievable to commun- ability to communicate. Then there is the Influencers Gone Wild account, which <laughs> yeah. is a little bit of a different direction, yeah. but equally entertaining. So tell them about the account a little bit because yep. this is awesome. By the way, some of the most shared stuff on all of Instagram. So much fun, dude. Is are these clips and then tell them about the board game as well. So yeah. This is the link the two together for us. Um, so, so this account, so people, when I first started, it could go, you run tanks, good news. How could you start this account? Yeah. Yeah. So this account was born out of two experiences. One was when I was here about two years ago, speaking at a, a conference, a, a recovery conference. And I was at Griffith park cause I'd never been there before. Okay. And there was these, this group of young people standing by a tree that was like three feet tall. And the girl climbed up on the tree and was just not graceful. I'll say that, whatever. She was just really struggling to get up on this tree that was like three feet tall. Okay. And I was like, why don't you just stand next to the tree, hon? Like, what are you doing? It's so short. What's the gain here? Right. But I was standing like 10, 15 15 feet back from them. And I was like, this would be a funny vantage point for an account. And then a couple of months later, I was in New York City shooting a video with a friend of mine. And we were you know, in a very precarious position. It was a visual gag that we were doing on 38th Street, 38th Street and 8th Avenue. We had the Chinese finger cuffs on. We were latched together. I had my foot on his knee and he was jumping and, you know, kicking his leg over. I had my hand in between his legs and whatever. And people were obviously looking at us. And I was like, I wish I had another angle of this, Mm. you know? Mm. So um, couple of weeks later, I'm like, let me look and see if there's any of this stuff out there that I can just populate the account with to start. Okay. There was a few things for me to get going with. Mm. And I was like, what should I call it? What should I call it? What's a good name? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to influencers um, in the, in the wild underscore because influencers in the wild was taken at that point, but it was okay. inactive for years. Okay. So I posted a couple of things. I posted about it from my Tank Sinatra account, I think I populated 12 posts so that if people got to it, it was a full page. Which by the way, if you're gonna start a page, that's an important thing so that if you don't send people to a page with one post, try and make sure that the grid is full if you send people somewhere. Okay. So that at least it looks at first glance like the page is a real legit page. Good point. They're not gonna look and see that you posted the thing 10 minutes ago, but- But but it's full. At least when they get there, they go, oh, this is a funny concept. I'm gonna check it out. Very good. So, um. I mean, dude, it exploded. And this was the moment that I felt like my uh, imposter syndrome, my house of cards success was solidified. Like maybe there was some glue on the edges of the, of the cards. Up until that, after all the Up stuff until you got, that, you still felt like I'm faking this. They're going to come fraud. get me eventually. Oh yeah. I'm ready to wait tables at any moment. Wow. Like I'm in the, the, the waiter's reserves or something. So the account grows to a million followers in three weeks. Oh my gosh. It grows to oh, 2 million in two months. 
And then it just goes from there. And I mean, the celebrities, yeah. the world star. Yeah. I mean, influencers in the wild became a world star esque thing to yell out when people were posing. I was like, what is this? People were tagging me in stories that didn't even follow me. I was like, this thing is getting major. And then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that was fun. I guess I'm going to be waiting tables again sometimes. <laughs> or selling fence or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll work. You mm-hmm. know, um, that's the other thing. This is like a moment, a journey. Like if, if all of this to, fell apart tomorrow, mm-hmm. I have gotten to spend the four, first four and, a year, four and a half years with my son of his life. Wonderful. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. Grat- my life is gratitude guy. great. Yeah. yeah, big time. Even when I don't have it, I still have it. I make myself have it. Mm-hmm. So the account started growing. Instagram was thrilled with it to my dismay because I was, you know, yelling at them because my account wasn't growing. They were like, well, it kind of is. It's just not Tank Sinatra. You got this other account that's growing faster than any account has ever grown. Your third one, by Except the way. Except for like Jennifer Aniston and Will Smith. Like we're actually using this account to quell people and shut them up. Like we're telling them, well, look at this account. So at the end of this, we're all think like me and Adam. Adam's the guy that I host the Meme Daddies podcast with where yeah. we just were, were. Just started this year, right? Yeah, we just yeah. started. We just look at memes January. and have a blast. Like, yeah. I just wanted somebody to hang out with. Yeah. I was so lonely at home. Yeah. I was like, dude, we're going to start a podcast. Yeah. I don't even care if anybody listens. If they do, great. If yeah, not, we're listening. I still get to hang out with him, yeah. right? And yeah. talk about memes for an hour. Can I say a little lesson there? Sure. You do that very well, and I do the same thing. It's like, hey, if it doesn't do this, at least I get this. Oh, yeah. In other words, I'll take the little piece of it that's good for me, even if it's not the big piece. And I think that's the thing that will cause you to step into the unknown. Hey, man, at a minimum, I'll learn something. At a minimum, I'm going to make a new friend. At a minimum, I'm going to get this. Not enough people go, at a minimum. In other words, they'll only do it if they're going to get the maximum because they're so obsessed with what the negative could be. That's a brilliant little thing right there, bro. Yeah. At a minimum, I get to hang out with my buddy. At a minimum, people will laugh. Yeah. And again, a little bit, everyone's got to do that in their life. At a minimum, if I do this, I'm going to get X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And that's the price tag worth paying to get in because that's the reward. Oh, so yeah. Like most people think, if I don't get the big thing, man, maybe there'll be a little bit of pain. And that's what all great people do. They're like, you know what, man? If it doesn't get what I want, I'm at least going to get blank. And, and maybe there will be pain. And maybe there will be. And that's that's the thing that causes us to take action when we're fearful. That's a fear reduction mechanism that you're using, even yeah, though it's, it's an great, unconscious it's thing. It's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point. So go ahead, keep going. You made the point. I'm just pointing it out. So Well, you just crystallized it because I don't even know if I was if I was doing that. I just would be scared of things. Yeah, you do it unconsciously. Do it yep. Because I would want the fear gone. Yep. Yep. So you, you do know? it unconsciously. Yeah. Um, but that's a great point because I just can't I can't imagine not getting something out of something. Yeah, right. I have to extract something positive. So we're on the phone one day. Man, I can remember it like it was yesterday, dude. Mm. I was sitting on the couch looking out the bay window of my high ranch house, right? Mm-hmm. Staring out the window. And I'm on the phone with him. And we're, we're always like thinking about the next move or whatever, what's going to happen. And he was talking to me about doing a game a, a long time ago. I was like, bro, we're not doing a game. It's yeah. a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? You know, I don't know. Whatever. I would just poo-poo it every time. Mm-hmm. So then he goes, ah, whatever. I don't know. What about like an Influencers in the Wild game? And I sat up like a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Maybe two seconds later, I was like, I don't know. Whoa, bro. Oh, hold, hold on. And he hates when I do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait. 
Adam, listen, dude, hold on a second. Mm. He's like, what? What? Tell me, tell me. I'm like, I can't even get it out right now. Hold on a second. <laughs> it's so, I want to hold on to this. I didn't even want to like give it up yet. Yeah. I was so turned on by this idea. Mm. Oh, my God, dude. So I said, what if, oh, my God, what if we did a game where people travel around the world and rack up followers instead of money? Mm-hmm. And he was like, whoa. It's a really great idea. Dude, what do you mean? Like, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. And that was like the birth. He said something so brilliant. I, I mean, I hope people benefit from this the way I did. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Adam, his account is Adam the Creator. Yep. He's a brilliant creative. He said, all right, now we got to get to work. He goes, you just, he goes, the idea is the orgasm. Yep. The work is like the doctor's visits, the pregnancy, the delivery, the, the taking care of the kid for the rest of its life. Really good. You already got the good part. Mm-hmm. Now we got to do the, the stuff that's not fun. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's a good analogy. <laughs> it's a good analogy. So we st- I started drawing out rough, terrible mm-hmm. uh, schematics of what the game could look like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he brought in this guy, JC, who is a, uh, a guy that he works with on some things. We sourced a manufacturer. Um, I paid to have a commercial made by a friend of mine, Jared Pellucci, who does the visuals for the podcast. He nailed it. I mean, absolutely nailed it. I brought some friends in. We had a prototype at that point. We Uh, played the game. Entrepreneurs, listen close. Here's what he's doing. He's scaling and building a business right now, right in front of you. Keep going. Yeah. And it's all, listen, when I used to break dance, right, Mm -hmm. which is another fun fact about me, most of the stuff I learned was by falling into something mm-hmm. that I would that I would fall out of. I'd make a mistake and fall into something, and then I go, "Oh, that was interesting." Yes. How did I do that? Yes. So, but this thing works out to the point, bro. We're like, I want to get to this so people get the game. Oh yeah. This freaking thing's in Target. Yeah. Bro, in Target. I know. Like, come on. I don't know, dude. Can they get it right now? No, June twenty sixth. June twenty sixth. Okay, so everybody, listen to me. First off, go get the game because it's fun and it's like. It'll actually help you in your social too, by the way, even though it's fun. It just gets you thinking the right stuff. It oh, gets yeah. you having fun, right? But the other part of this that's just remarkable is this guy who's super self-deprecating, which by the way, he uses that type of humor like I do. Self-deprecation is a big thing for you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that nuance confidence and the lack of it, a good space for them is self-deprecation because you can be in both worlds at the same time. Sure. No commitment. But what's really cool about this game, man, to me is it's going to be a mega successful game and you know people like in my audience are going to go grab it like crazy but the fact that this just started in your imagination with adam yeah right and there's a lesson in this and i want by the way it's just remarkable that not only is it a game and like you can go order it out of a warehouse no 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 it's in target like one of the biggest distribution arms on planet earth that you could possibly get a game into which sure. only like 96 billion people are trying to get on their shelves and you're in there which sure. is incredible so congratulations but you do something in your life that unconsciously that other happy people also do. And that's this. You, although you have a history and you can talk about it. I, I was a drinker. I was a waiter. I was those other things. You don't live there. In my book, Power of One More, I have this chapter. I say, you have to learn to not operate out of your history and your memory. And you have to begin to learn to operate out of your imagination and your dreams. That is not easy to do. 
Yeah. And it's not something most people do. It'd be very easy for you to spend the rest of your life going, I used to be a drinker. I used to be a waiter. That's not what you're doing. I used to have Tank Sinatra. You still have that. But then you created the Good News account. Then you created the Influencers in the Wild account. Then you imagined this board game, even though that idea came from him. Yeah. You are flourishing because you operate in your imagination and your dreams and not in your history and your memory. And a lot of people listening to this, this is a lesson for you. You've got to stop operating out of your history and your memory because you're just repeating the same life the same emotions over and over again with a different cast of characters, different, you know, different circumstances, the same life. What I respect about you is you're not doing that. No. If I'd have told you three years ago, you're going to have this influencers in the wild account. It's going to be your biggest. It's the third one you've done. <laughs> and then you're going to be on my show and then you're going to be having a board game and the board game's going to be in target. It's going to make you probably millions of damn dollars. And then the board game's probably going to turn into a TV show. You'd have gone, bro. Okay, buddy. But there's a little yeah. part of you, if I would have said it to you, that says what's different about you. Well, maybe. At that point, yeah. Yeah. But had you come to me 10 years ago. Exactly, because you were operating out of your history and your memory then. Oh, yeah. Well, I met a guy in California when I was here who said that even though he was massively successful, he was sober for 30 years, I think, at that time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't enough for him to not live out of that, he would recalibrate every five years. He'd say, all right, I can't even live like I used to when I was 15 years sober. Mm -hmm. I gotta like, this is like 25 years up. I gotta just keep moving forward and forward. So yeah. that to me was really interesting. Bro, you're interesting. My daughter, when I turned, uh, I think I was 50, maybe I was 45, maybe I was 50. And she, uh, we're having dinner, my daughter talks smack. She goes, daddy, are you in a midlife crisis? And I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, come on, dad, like the beard, like the selfies, <laughs> social media, like what the hell is going on with you? You know, she's like 16 at the time. And yeah. I go, I go, well, Bella Boo, I am in a midlife crisis. And yeah. when you were a little girl, I was in a young life crisis. Yeah. I'm constantly in a crisis to replace myself. If I'm the same guy next year that I was this year, what's the point of living another year? I want to have yes. a different experience, a different person. I just think you, you and what you're doing with your life, it's why I wanted you on. I think you personally are inspiring. I think there are people that say Thank inspiring yeah. things. I mean it. And then they're inspiring people. And you're doing the things that I kind of teach and you're doing them very, very well. And you, you do them, many of them unconsciously. But I want to step back. So everybody go get Influencers in the Wild, the board game. Go to Target. Go get it. Is there anywhere yeah. else they can get it? So it'll be in stores June 26th. And then you can go to InfluencersInTheWildGame.com to uh, enter your email I think there might be a pre-order link still up on there. I hope it's not up there because I, I tried to have it taken. I asked to have it taken down, but okay. we'll figure it out. But either way, okay. it's probably better to wait and go to Target. Okay. <clears throat> but can I say how it works yeah, real quick? Yes. Okay. Of so course you can. Two-minute pitch. Dude, it's so much fun. It really is. Have you ever played What Do You Mean or Cards Against Humanity? I have. Okay. So those games are fun. The thing that... I don't love about them is that there's no beginning and no end, right? Okay. So right off the bat with this game, there's like anybody who's competitive gets a little like, I'm, I'm winning or I'm losing going okay. thing, right? Okay. Um, this game is just as fun. So you pick an influencer piece, you either pick the Coachella girl or the fitness influencer or the dog with sunglasses or whatever, right? <laughs> you roll the dice and you travel around this board. I'm gonna and, be the Coachella girl for sure. Go oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be the, between the Coachella yeah. jo Coachella girl and the dog. He's gonna be like the, the whatever the, that piece on Monopoly that everybody yeah, wants. Nobody wants to be the thimble, you know? 
<laughs> That's going to be the tourist with the selfie stick, which is also in there. So good. Um, oh, my gosh. So you travel around. You you stop at the vessel in New York City, which is that big, you know, that big thing in Hudson Yards. We had to call it the whatever New York City landmark. Some of the things are funnier. Like you, we have Burning Man in there, what we call the Desert Rave, awesome. which is funny because I picture somebody like on drugs for two days. Like I was at this. Desert Rave. I don't even know what it was called. <laughs> so Bali, Desert Rave, Coachella, um, Tulum, Griffith Park. The Pink Wall is where you end. The Pink okay. Wall is like the Mecca, right? Okay, That's yep, like the, the yep. money shot. So you can land on, if you land on a verified symbol, you become verified, which is very exciting. So good. If you land on a no Wi-Fi symbol, you lose a turn. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Um, and if you land on a blue space, oh, by the way, if you land on a travel spot, you gain a hundred thousand followers automatically. Mm, very very exciting. Very good. So if you land on a blue spot, and this is where all of the fun is, you pick a, a playing card, and there are a stack of about a hundred. I think it's one hundred and fifty cards that are random. They're rewards, penalties, challenges, or questions. So the rewards are like you know. In the expansion pack, we'll say, you know, you got invited on the Ed Milet show, gained 50,000 followers. Okay. But in this one, it's you got your stuff that happened in my life prior to the game coming out. Okay. Your meme got reposted by The Rock, um, okay. gained 50,000 followers. John Mayer commented, comments on your meme. Yeah. You get verified and gain 100,000 followers. So, like, mm. people that things that people freak out about, the penalties um, or the challenges are like, you know, do your best Kylie Jenner impression and post the video with hashtag influencer game to gain 200,000 followers. So if you're really down in the game, you can come back, but you got to feel like an idiot a little bit. Who buys the game? Who, who is it? Who do you think? Who's the buyer? 18 to 45 heavy users of social media, or it's almost funnier when somebody's not that familiar with social media. I think so too. That's yeah. what I was just thinking. I, I was just thinking like, I, obviously I think that demo this is the main demo. But I actually think it would be cool to like two or three people who get it all to play with someone who doesn't get it all. I it's got to be, be cool. mixed. Yeah, for I think, sure. I think it would be really cool. So the questions are like, you know, has the person on your right ever ever had oat milk or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> if you guess that right, you get followers. <laughs> That's so good. And then the penalties, just to wrap it up, are where I think the most fun is. But unfortunately, you lose followers. Like there's... Um, your your pyrotechnic gender reveal caused caused massive California wildfires. Lose a hundred thousand followers. Your dad found your OnlyFans. Lose fifty thousand followers. <laughs> but like, imagine that's you're playing so... with someone, your grandpa who doesn't know what an OnlyFans is. You got to oh, explain gosh, that. Gosh, that's awesome, dude! I love it's going to be so much fun. It really Ed. is. It really is. I mean, we can I, I own a piece? Can I get a little piece of this somehow? I would sure, like to be dude. an angel investor. This is going to be big. Yeah. And no, this is so good. I, I love can't wait. Your dad found your OnlyFans. <laughs> Fans. <laughs> All right, you guys got to go get it. I'm I'm so fired up about this. Let's finish on some stuff about you again, though. I love today, dude. I really love today. I've yeah. enjoyed this so much because I think everyone's got so much value about life. It's how I open the show. I love when I open the show and we actually do it. I started to say we're going to get a lot of tips on social media, life, happiness, productivity, that you were deep and you are. I'm wondering about this whole imposter thing with you. I want to go back on it or your self-esteem in general. Yeah. Where are you right now? And what have you done to, like I share openly, like the reason I'm in personal development is I needed to learn a lot of this stuff, like just become baseline functioning person. <laughs> right. I just did like just to be decent. Yeah. And then as I got good at it, I'm like, wait a minute, I know some stuff and I can refine this stuff and almost perform on a superhuman level as a very average man. 
And average people every day in the world do extraordinary things. Ordinary people do extraordinary stuff all the time. I think we have two pretty ordinary people sitting here right now that are both trying to do something extraordinary and yeah. kind of are with their lives. But I still battle that stuff. What about you? Where are you at on self-esteem? And give us a couple tips on improving it that you've used. Oh, I mean, not to go right back to you, but another thing you said recently, which I put in my uh, my repertoire was, your self-esteem is based on how often you keep your promises to yourself. Bingo. Um, without being able to put it into words, that was kind of where I was trying to just nail down. So my therapist said to me years ago, I've been in and out for mm-hmm. whatever years, just when I need like, you know, whatever, if I get jammed up, which is so rare that I get, mm-hmm. my stressors are so f- infrequent and so mild now. I'm so grateful that my life is like, a ble- it feels like one big giant, almost like I'm in heaven. Like Drake said, mm-hmm. I cannot see heaven being much better than this. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. That's what I feel like sometimes. Yes. That's great. So he said to me, you're, you know, we're, we're about the same age. You remember when you had to tune a radio and you had to, like, you actually had to get the, the thing over. Yes. He goes, when you got sober, you made a big adjustment. Mm. You went from 92.3 all the way down to 107.5. For the rest of your life, you're going to be back between 107.7, mm-hmm. 107.3, 107.5. You're going to be fine-tuning for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And then let's say you do nail it for a second. You're going to drive two miles down the road. You're going to lose a signal. You're going to need to tune again. It's just the way it is. You need to prepare yourself for that, and you need to be okay with it. And I took it in for a second. I was like, that's life, isn't it? Yes. He's like, that's life. That's so good. Bro. And I was like, all right, I guess that's what life is. What do I want to be dead? Right. right. What is, what is the alternative to, to working on yourself and mm. being a better person and trying to improve mm. dying? Literally like yeah. what's the, you know, a flat line, mm. you're dead. You got to be up and down, but you don't have to be manic high and, you know, crazy low. It's just, um, looking at things and trying to do my best to do what I know I need to do in the moment I need to do it. Don't put anything off. Procrastination is a big one for me. Time management, that's where my self-esteem suffers. I've come to terms with the fact that probably, I don't want to say never, but I'm probably not going to be a fitness model, you know? So I've given up on like the 6% body fat. It just is what it is at this point. People don't follow me for my Yeah, but you're making a joke. I know you're making a joke, but you are a jacked dude. I didn't, right first thing I said to you when you walked in, I mean, you're a big boy. You're a strong dude. So I mean, I know you're joking, but. You're also being self-deprecating at the same time. But I like to eat. So do I. You know, I like to eat. I'm not going to be. Right. uh, You know what you want. You know who you are. I think self-awareness is a huge freaking key in life. And I think most people don't take the time to be aware of themselves. That's why you're funny. You're self-aware. You know what's funny about you. You know what's awkward about you. You I love self-aware people. If you're clueless about yourself, I just have no time for that. Same here. And not no disrespect. It's just a laziness. You never took the time to figure out who you were. Yeah. Get started yep. and let's check back. You yeah, it's know? a big ego thing. People, yeah. people with low self-esteem think I don't have an ego. That's not true at all. In fact, one of the reasons you have such low self-esteem is because you're so you-driven. Yeah. You're so self-centered that, and I say this as a friend to everybody, but like you ought to look at that. It is an ego issue. The reason you don't have self-esteem is everything's about you, what people are thinking about you, what you're doing, how you're feeling, instead of being about other people and about helping other people and how they're feeling. You'd find that you'd change a lot. You said something real deep a minute ago. I want to go back to it, which is the alternative is to be dead. Well, I got to tell you, and uh, there's a quote that says, you know, most people die around 22. We just don't get around to burying them until they're 65 or 70 years old. 
And I just want everybody listening to this to know that it's okay to come back to life. Yeah. It's okay. Maybe you have been kind of, you know, figuratively dead for a while. Figuratively mean without hope. Yeah. Figuratively without action. Figuratively without bliss. Figuratively without gratitude. And in any moment, you can have one new thought and change your life. One new decision. One new post. One new podcast. One new book. One new board game. And you begin to change your life. The separator between you and where you are or where you would like to be is much smaller than you think. It's not huge leaps, as you just said it. No. It's small stuff. Yeah. You've already moved to 107.5. It's fine-tuning adjustments in your life that go back and forth that will be the case the rest of your existence. But it's not mass. It's not 25 years until you can be happy. It's not 20 years until you can be successful. It's one relationship, one meeting, one thought, one post, one meme, one podcast, one new emotion yeah. away from really in the, being in the pursuit of it, and you can come back to life again. Well, that's, that's because it's a path. Once you're on the path, you're on the path forever. You never get there. So, I, you know, reading for me is one thing that increases my self-esteem a lot, instantly. And when I talk to people about reading, they're like, oh, I try to read, I can't. I can only read like 10 pages at a time. I'm like, 10 pages? <laughs> I read like two pages at a time. Me too. Maybe. Me too. But I've, I mean, I read so much. I love that you said that. Well, what's so much? Daily? Multiple times per day. Do you read on the airplane coming out here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm reading this book called uh, uh, Untethered Living right now by Michael Singer. Mm. Unbelievable book. Mm. But it just, ne it never stops. I can't imagine, like, when I was in college, I think, I don't remember which, I don't remember which college this was at because I went to so many different colleges. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember this teacher saying, your self-esteem is the gap between who you are and who you think you should be. However big that gap is, that's how low your self-esteem is going to be. And I was like, oh, that sounds bad because I think I should be mm. way different than I am. Mm. So I got to work on it, right? Mm. And um, reading for me for some reason is just the, the more I read, the better I feel, the more aware I am because it reminds me of things that I forgot. It's like having, you know, you have this toolbox and it's like, imagine trying to build a house and you're just sitting there standing at it and you're like, you're right. oh, wait, I have tools. Yeah. I forgot I had the tools. I forgot. I'm so sorry. You know what? I should get to work. Mm. The reading just reminds me of these tools that I have. And um, very good. I mean, unrelenting reading, okay. but not like Joseph Campbell, where I sit for 14 hours a day for 10 years and read everything that's ever been written. Mm -hmm. I read them like I, some people would ingest social media. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what I do, by the way. Yeah. I'm so glad you said it that way. What you said about your teacher saying that is absolutely true. That gap. The other thing that's true in life is that success and it means different things to different people. Oh yeah. And to me, success is just really simple. It's that your life matches your blueprint. The way you'd envision and dream your life to be, you produce that life. And so you live in congruency with your vision of your life. That's bliss. And so if that means that it's that you're going to spend six days a week in some charity somewhere and have a nice little life and it's not about a bunch of money, but you want to make a huge life and you want to just serve people, that's great. If it's having $200 million in the bank, that's great. If it's contributing and having a bunch of people, that's wonderful. It's feeding the homeless. If it's being ripped and sexy and doing bodybuilding contests and you do that, that's success when your life matches it, right? But the only way to find that out going way back and, and tying it all together is to try as many things as possible to figure out what feels right. Maybe feeding homeless people doesn't feel so good to you. You got to try it. You got to give, you got to hand them the food. Maybe having $200 million doesn't feel great to you. If it doesn't, give it to me. I'll figure it out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Being willing to try things. There's been stuff in my life, man. You just said something no one said on the show before. 
And it's true. There have been things in my life I'm really sure if I were doing that, I'd be happy and fulfilled because it sounded noble or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it probably would. And then I did. I'm like, that one doesn't get me. Yeah. You know, and I thought, I thought having a bunch of money was the one for me. And honestly, I would, by the way, I'm, I've been happy and poor Mm -hmm. and I've been happy and rich and happy and rich is better. Oh yeah. But it's, but it's not that much better No, for me, but for some people, it means everything to them, and that's wonderful. So I'm not going to give you mine, but I appreciate the offer. Some. Um, last thing <laughs> you said, I want to use this term that you use. Pollute your brain with positivity. Yeah. And I, it's interesting terminology. And a lot of people go, oh, positivity, here we go. But yeah. what do you mean by that when you say it? Let's finish on that. Well, I say pollute because pollute has negative connotations. Mm-hmm. And pollute your brain with positivity because... You're being polluted with negativity all day, every day. You got to offset that somehow. Mm. So take in as much positivity as you can. And when like that, you're right. That word positivity has like these kind of wishy-washy connotations. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I've been accused on Tanks Good News multiple times of having my head buried in the sand. Pollyanna, you don't really know what's going on in the world. Of course I know what's going on in the world. Mm. If my head was buried in the sand, how would I see all the good stuff? First of all. Second of all. I see it. I'm just not focusing on it. Mm. Of course I see what's going on in the world. Mm. But I see this other stuff too. All I'm asking you to do is not even asking you to not focus on the negative stuff. Just glance over here every once in a while. Divert your attention for a split second. And maybe if you divert your attention, maybe the good stuff will make suck your attention away. Wow. Just give it a chance. Mm. That stuff, that negative stuff is so addictive. And it's not even... I used to think it was the media's fault. Then I would say, it's our fault. It's nobody's fault. It's not the media's fault. They're trying to sell advertising. It's not our fault. We're wired that way. We're trying to survive. The media selling anxiety is the same thing as us to, you know, getting chased by a a lion through the Serengeti. It's not different at all. Bingo. We just don't know the difference yet. That's why I'm saying we're still so new to this social media. We're new to everything here. Mm -hmm. We've been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. How long have we had this for? Yeah, not really. 70 years? Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me, bro? Give us a couple of generations to figure it out and then ask me the question about snapping our fingers and would I erase it? You're awesome, man. This was tremendous today. Like, thank you for flying all the way here. And I got to tell you something, man. You really changed a lot of people's lives today. And you made me think about some stuff. And I love when that happens on my own show. You know, and I, I've always, you know, I think the two of us have wanted to get together for a while now. I just feel like it was the perfect time. Yeah, great. Yeah, it was about the right time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, you're awesome. You're really awesome. And I know everybody's going to want to share this show today and see another side of Tank, too. So follow Tank on Instagram. Look, there's a million accounts that he's got out there, but let me just make sure <laughs> that you one. have them. Pick them. You've got tank.sinatra, you've got influencers in the wild, and you've got tanks good news. All of those should be accounts that you follow. And then if you go to influencersinthewildgame.com, you can get more information on the game and you can pick it up at Target. Am I right about all of that? Yep, June 26th. It'll be on an end cap. I don't know what aisle, though, so don't uh, don't hold me to don't that. Don't DM him what aisle to find it on. Ask somebody in the Don't, store. but... Take a picture of yourself buying the game because we're going to repost those. Okay. That's going to be part of the promotion. In there. Everybody do that. And make sure you go get my book, The Power of One More, right now because it's everywhere. It's the number one seller on the planet, and it'll help change your life. And I just want to say thanks to Tank and to all of you. Thank you for listening every single week and watching. And most importantly, man, just for your support. And I love when I see so many of you share the show. And I know today's going to get shared all over the place because it made such a difference for so many people. So God bless all of you. Continue to max out. 
Take care. This is The Ed Milet Show.